This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them, you know, sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado that carries brands such as, you know, Engineer Garments, Visvim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, you know, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, you know, ranging from under-the-radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club, Timothy Grindle, on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram, as well as in the weekly newsletter. very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is FashionCollective15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Hello, I'm Alexander Walker of the Fashion Collective Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, then thank you for taking the time to check us out. The Fashion Collective Podcast is a place for creatives to learn, share, collaborate, and support each other. Each week, you'll get in-depth interviews with creators talking about their creative process, inspirations, giving advice, and sharing their opinions on the major topics within the industry. Our mission is to create a space for creatives. If you enjoy the content in this series, please check out our other weekly series, such as the News Roundup and Deep Dive. Also, if you have the time, I would greatly appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, today I have my interview with Timothy Crindle from Boulder-based retailer Canoe Club. Canoe Club is a retailer that sells the likes of Visvim, Capital, Engineer Garments, Hender Scheme, and much more. During the episode, Timothy and I talk about his favorite brands, connecting with customers online, Japanese fashion, finding new brands, upcoming sales, in the future of Canoe Club. Really excited about sharing this episode. So without further ado, let's jump to the interview. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right, man. How's it going with you? Pretty good. Uh, just kind of working on everything, projects, work. Uh, what about you? It's good, man. Um, staying really busy. We're just out of like uh, Black Friday and all that. So we're um, dust is settling a little bit, but then yeah. we go right into holiday. So yeah, staying staying really busy, but you know, knock on wood, that's a that's a good thing these days. So, yeah, for sure, definitely during these days. Before we get into the episode, can you share a little bit about yourself and you know what you do? Yeah. Um. So my name is Timothy Grindle. Um. I am a co-owner and the lead buyer for Canoe Club. Um. I'm also the store manager and anything else that comes up in a day there. Um. I've we uh opened that uh about four years now um and we specialize in like you know curated not clothing we will just say we'll say clothing but mostly with the japanese influence um definitely heavily japanese influence um in boulder colorado so but very nice very nice and you know i'm really i've been following you guys for a long time i learned about the store as we said before kind of like from max delaney you know he's a big guy supporting of the of the store 
and it just got me interested in what you guys are doing and very happy to have you on to you know share more moving to yes moving into segment one style ethos how would you describe your personal style um my personal style uh you know i know it it, it, it i think what i have always liked the most about fashion is that it changes um so i feel like it's a moving target um I kind of have one rule in my head and that's because I grew up playing music and continued to play music until I decided I was going to do fashion because I didn't want to make a career out of playing music. Um, uh, as long as I can wear it into a, any given club, rock club, you know, bar, anything like that, I think it's acceptable. As long as it doesn't feel too cost to me, I'm, I'm on board, but I like that. I like that it changes. So I feel like I like suiting and stuff as much as I like, um, you know, jeans and I like, I still am very obsessive about collecting band t-shirts for no reason. So, you know, it can change day to day. So I don't have a uniform. I know a lot of people want that response, but I have none. So um, yeah, I, I, it, it, it changes with the day. Have you found that it's changed since, you know, obviously you just had a, a kid. Um, has, it, mm-hmm. has your style changed? Has it adapted? Oh no, I, I, I've, I've been, I've been into clothing since I was pretty young. So all I'm doing is now putting that on her and buying more clothes for her. And it just fueled my vintage obsession. And um, yeah, so anything that's not going into me finding stuff for myself is now finding stuff for her. Um, so I, it is, it has only fueled the fires at this point. <laughs> nice. I'm sure she's going to be in some, some very nice gear. Yeah. Uh, Moving into segment two, you know, what have you been obsessed with lately? I feel like everybody's been kind of getting into different things over the course of the year, either that be hobbies or getting into movies or other brands, TV shows, books. Yeah. You know, what have you been into? Um, let's see. Uh, music wise, I um have really I really like this band, uh, Slow Pulp. Right now, I like a lot of like oh. the newer shoegaze stuff, and I think there's this really cool band called uh, Hotline TNT that's. I don't think they're on Spotify or anything, but they're definitely on like YouTube. They're, they're a cool, like kind of underground, wow. uh, yeah, band that I like a lot. Um, I, I come, I was very involved in like the hardcore scene when I was a kid, so I still listen to all that stuff, Birth Crisis, Integrity, all that. So I can't get away from that 100%. So I've been diving deeper than ever, trying to remember some of the bands that I've forgotten. Nice. Um, so I've been into that. Um, music and movies. I feel like unless I feel like a majority of my time is spent watching uh, movies with my daughter right now. So, you know, Pixar movies. But yeah. Do you guys have cool. the Disney Plus? <laughs> oh, we got the Disney Plus. I don't think we could live without it these days, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we do a lot of that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else really cool that I've into for style or anything. I mean, I'm always collecting vintage and stuff, but that's, you know, that's, um, you know, depends on what's uh, hitting on the uh, notifications on eBay. <laughs> Okay, so you use eBay. So do you use like, you know, Grail to the IG accounts? There's a lot of IG accounts that sell vintage now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the IG accounts are great because you can find curated stuff. Like if you're looking for blanks, see, there's guys that only do blanks. If you're looking for a certain type of music, there's guys that only do certain type of music. Um, I, I kind of use, I've got some homies here that do this uh, vintage store called Select, S-L-C-T. They're uh, up on the hill here in Boulder, but he does an Instagram account. So we, he mostly does like kind of vintage 90s stuff, which is cool. 
but yeah, I, nice. I've worked him to find a couple of things. And, uh, and then I do still use eBay. I don't, honestly, I don't use Grail much, but that's because I'm, I've been doing this a long time. So I just know how to use eBay pretty well. And I'm a very active user. So I, I, I use, I use that still. I know it's old school at this point, but that's where I'm at. Oh, you can find some gems on eBay. Do you have any tips for someone who's just getting into buying stuff on eBay? I think what you want to do if you're buying stuff vintage is you want to know exactly what you're looking for. I'd say spend a bunch of time um, looking through if you can get old magazines and stuff, old style and stuff. You can pull stuff from Japan even better. I'm a big magazine guy. Figure out what like you're looking for. Like, let's say I'm looking for like this color of this kind of like crew neck with this kind of distressing and then just be as detailed as possible and then obsess over that thing until you find it. That's the best way to use eBay because it's really big and it's really poorly listed. So if you know exactly what you're looking for, I think you can generally find it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've been getting into it a bit more. I would still say that I usually use Grailed, but I really want to mm-hmm. get into eBay more and more and depop and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think there's so many there's so many avenues for fine and especially with so many people like buying recycled and like again p- probably finding their personal style at at a, at a discount especially i think is very cool because it's it's just hard it can be hard to like first find your style you know we you know stores like us are definitely i think on the cutting edge of of, of showing like what's cool but at the same time, like you got to find what works for you first. And I think buying vintage is great. I mean, it's a, it's a great resource and, you know, still some of the coolest stuff I'd say I have is vintage. So, um, but again, you just gotta, yeah, you gotta find your own thing, but it's a good, it's a good way to experiment for sure. And I don't, I don't use grilled much, but I think like, especially with kids being into, uh, you know, like specifics, like specific di- designers and diving and, you know, having YouTube as a research to watch vintage, uh, you know, I mean, older uh, runway shows and stuff. That's crazy. That was not a thing when I was, I think there was like Ask Andy when I was first getting in the clothes and that was it. I mean, there was really nothing for like community or resources with, with uh, knowing more about designers and, you know, being from Indiana originally, there's not like, there's not, there's not like malls and stuff that like you aspire to shop in or anything. So don't get exposed to that stuff as much. So it's, it's so cool to see kids that like, there's a thriving community there of kids trading like into design. I think that's really cool. And being able to, again, to afford old Raph Simmons pieces or something, just because they're a little bit older, you can get into that world a little bit easier. It's, it's more accessible than it used to be. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I totally agree. A lot of YouTubers come on and they've been able to, you know, share their style discovery and they, you know, how they got into it. And it's really amazing to see these people be able to you know, share that what they've been into. Yeah. Moving into segment three, rapid fire. Now, for the people who have been listening, they know that I've been kind of changing it up for the last few episodes and just kind of asking people, you know, what are some trends? This could be either styling or, you know, how businesses operate or just how consumers consume fashion, I guess. You know, what do you see that's happening in 2020 that rolls over into 2021? Yeah, I mean, kind of feeding off of what we just talked about, uh, you know, I, I since the beginning of the pandemic stuff with the, um, with the store, it's been all about, I mean, the store was all about this from the beginning, but even, you know, I think it's become the most important thing we do is finding a community and supporting a community of people into clothes because stores are great but the main thing about stores is being able to go in there connect with people talk about clothing it's it's I I compare uh this type of retail a lot with like going into record stores going into comic book shops going into uh you know uh instrument stores it's 
the guys that tend to work at those stores are nerds and obsessives. And you want to go in as a nerd and obsessive and talk with that pe- those people because it's nice to have a human yeah. connection over the same kind of kinds of things, especially when they're incredibly niche. And these clothes are not that not everyone knows about them. So I think like we, we, since the beginning of like shutdown and everything, we were, you know, we got on the phones as much as we could. We connected with any version of the community we could, whether that be social media, we still use, we're very active on style forum. We do, I mean, any version, I mean, we have, I have conversations ongoing, you know, like 128 reply threads in, in the email still from when we first opened, just chatting with guys, kind of an ongoing conversation. So we just wanted to keep all that going as much as possible. Cause I think right now more than anything, that's, that's what people are looking for. And it's great when it can be done in store, but if it can't be done in store, people don't stop obsessing about clothes. It's been going on for a long time. So they're just doing it from home. So we're just trying to find new ways to connect with them. And, and, and that, that would be my advice to anybody that was in this industry is find ways to connect with them. Um, your customer that aren't just, uh, you know, transactional. So that's been that's been uh, a trend that we we plan to continue, and we have some really cool plans with how to grow that. Um, and I think you've maybe even seen that we do a lot of the YouTube stuff. Um, we're really active there. Yeah, we just try to be active in any of those, you know, because everyone consumes differently, and we want to be we want to have it available to anyone um, that that wants to consume what we're doing. So, yeah, I mean, just that's my plan for 2021 is, is grow that community um, rather than just looking at as just purely customers. For sure. And I think that's what yeah. a lot of brands and stores are looking for moving forward. Moving into like the main topic, you know, Canoe Club and your future projects. Let's start from the beginning. You know, what originally got you into fashion? We realized that we are both from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So it's kind of like, it's not a <laughs> fashion capital of the world or any, by any means. No. No, but, you know, I, I think, and and I think, uh, and, I, and I'll roll into your question here, but what you, what you just touched on is important to me is that being from somewhere like Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, and I think we're going to see this more than ever in trends in 2021, is there's so much creativity coming out of boredom and having the, ha- growing up somewhere where there's, you know, it's still, it's a great town, but there's not, there's not much happening. You know what I mean? It's, it's slower. It's a suburban place. Um, it's quiet. It's conservative. Um it's uh it's it's nice to be bored because I I saw so much creativity come come out of that come out of like groups of friends I had there and the way I got into fashion originally I started playing music when I was a kid um I continued through college um I, I really I really love it I still do it to this day um but that being said it's not how I wanted I realized quickly as it kind of got some traction that I didn't want to make money playing music so I the only other thing that I really was passionate about was coming up with the band name, branding the band, coming up with a cool web page, building that out, like having awesome merch, selling the merch, figuring out what kid to give give up give a t-shirt to so that everyone would want that t-shirt. I really like right. that part of it, that DIY culture that that kind of happens around it happens around a lot of things, but in my case, punk music. Um, that was the only other thing I really had a deep interest in. And then I I had since I was a kid, my um, grandmother uh had a she had a Ralph Lauren book I, I've said this before in, in interviews but it was it was that big Ralph Lauren book they've expanded it since we, we carry it at the store now um it, I, I I flipped through that one time and I realized the fashion was more than just runway shows it was lifestyle as well which is kind of where I felt like I that, that what, what I love so much about the clothing that you know the you know which was just like DIY you know t-shirt screen printed t-shirts that we were doing in our garage and uh you know suturing our jeans because we wanted them skinnier at the time um 
So, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, I just, I liked the, the passion around uh, a lifestyle and a culture as much as I did just the clothes. And that's what Ralph Lauren, I, I really respect about his brand. Um, so between those two things, you know, I just kind of had this one moment in life when I was playing music and, you know, was getting paid very little for it that I, I didn't want to have this be the way it was just kind of ruining my passion toward music. And I wanted to keep that. So I still play music all the time. I'm recording with several different bands as we speak. And um, That's super cool. I still do that full time. And then, you know, fashion's, uh, you know, my career. And and I and I love it that way because I feel passionate about both in different ways. And they kind of still go hand in hand. So I'd say music is the way that I got into clothes. Um, and then it continues to be a big resource in my inspiration in clothing. That's really cool that you're able to still have that hobby that, you know, it's just done because you purely just love it and you enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think I think the the fashion business is especially being an um, entrepreneur in the fashion industry. It's it's a million problems you got to solve every single day, and you have to be passionate about solving problems. And I'm really passionate about that in in this industry. Uh, I don't want to solve any problems in music, personally. <laughs> I didn't want it to be a business as well. <laughs> it's a different yeah. thing. So it's just something I do for fun. Now. That's super nice. So what eventually led to you? you know, creating Canoe Club? So one of my, my business partners in this job, uh, uh, Bob Lamy, was a customer of mine uh, at a store I worked at in Chicago. And uh, we'd become close friends and, you know, just talking back and forth. And he had been in Boulder and uh, spotted a, a store. And it was originally, it was just supposed to be that. It was supposed to be a fun thing. We we're going to bring in brands that we really liked that um, we didn't feel like other stores had and or not have like an expansive collection of and we wanted to just see what that was like as a small store in, 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 a, in a cool town cool like growing town um and i mean it was going to just be that uh, eventually another partner sarah halverson joined and uh she was more in, invested in like e-com and all this so like it's kind of got more serious and it started just snowballing from there like we got a couple brands we were really happy with and we got a couple more and then a couple more and it just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger and as we went and it just it 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 kind of it shaped itself really quickly um from being just a purely passion project to this like bigger thing where we thought oh well this could i think we could actually be a leader in the industry here um uh so yeah i mean you know the big the big advantage for us in my opinion is that we're in boulder um there's not really any competition here in Colorado. Uh, you know, there's just, and not just competition, but other stores. So we can kind of bring in, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the problems with carrying brands is proximity to other stores that have the same brands already. Yeah. Um, so that's why it makes it, can make it tough in like in LA or New York, because there's so many stores that have similar brands here. There's really none. So we kind of just got to start from scratch and kind of create the, the, the store that we wanted to see. Um, that had more of that pastiche of different brands. Like it wasn't, you know, I think so many brands, so many stores will tend to pigeonhole themselves and say, we only do workwear. We only do outdoor. We only do, you know, high end or, you know, very suiting or whatever it is. And I just felt like, you know, like I said before with my style, I feel like it can change day to day, um, which I think is what's fun about clothing um and the evolution of finding your own style so i wanted to be a store that kind of had a little bit of everything because i felt like i appreciated so much from different avenues of of menswear um so i think it's kind of a collective interest of people that are very interested in clothing um and would be doing this regardless if we had a store or not um 
so uh so yeah it's a it's a it's a collective uh, interest in, in clothing that keeps it that kind of started it and where and it's still where we're at today for sure and you can definitely see that you know so the store was founded in 2017 you know how were those early years in terms of you know starting the brand i mean you're still kind of in the early years but you know how was yeah. the response in boulder um the response in boulder was better than we could have expected to be real honest with you um you know at one point, I don't know if you'll you'll know because this was a ways back, but because before me predates me, but Boulder Boulder had been told called by GQ the you know worst dressed city in the U.S. at one point. Um, that being said, it's become this it's become this place where it's it's a lot of new tech, it's a lot of um, younger families moving here, um, super people that are super interested in the outdoors. Um, it's this little hub of like college kids, a lot of them being from like California. So then bring their, their interests here. It's this interest, it's turned into this very, in my opinion, very interesting hub of, of, of younger people now that, uh, that, that I think have this broader taste level than was originally thought um, from the city it was a while back. So Boulder has been super accepting. Boulder didn't have anything like this. Uh, there really wasn't anything, especially in menswear, but definitely in clothing even. So, you know, with, with us coming here, I think we, we were introducing a lot of people to it, but the nice thing about Boulder is it was a younger crowd who was interested and they were, they were willing to have their, um, you know, preconceived notions about clothing challenged a little bit and, and were super open to storytelling, which is what we do at Canoe Club. So we were, you know, I, I think it, you know, you, when we first came to Boulder, I didn't really know where Boulder was on a map, to be honest with you, from coming from Chicago. And we, uh, when I moved here, I, I didn't really get it exactly but I knew that when you walked down the street there was really high level wine service there was really high level coffee shops and um butchers and food and 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 the culture was really rich with uh with that and and it, and it still is and and you can go as far as you know Aspen even where food and wine happens and I think people were if people are willing to like be told stories there I think then, then clothing is you know if you care about wine and food and all that you should you should care about clothing too because it's it's got the same level of story to it and, and sourcing oh yeah definitely and you guys carry such amazing brands as you kind of been hinting at you know cdg beams visvum needles engineer garments even brands like you know new balance and levi's you know those are only like a few of like the exceptional brands that you guys carry you know how was it you know getting these accounts like what is that process like um a lot of it's i've been in the industry a long time and you just get to, you get, you just, you meet a lot of people. Um, when, when I started in um, menswear there, it was, it was kind of the beginning of men's clothing, in my opinion, like getting a lot broader than it is, than, than what it was. Um, and uh, there, there was so many brands that, that, at that, that time seemed impossible to get, but we're starting to open up accounts here and there. I mean, I, I, I was just at the, early stages of, of that growth. So I met a lot of people, you know, just by being in the industry. I was at a lot of trade shows. I did buying elsewhere. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's relationship-based. And that, that's actually what I like the most about it, especially working with Japanese brands, is how relationship-based it is. It's as, as much as it takes to get, a, it's to get a customer, it's the same for a brand. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. they, it's not just a, you call them up and they'll send you some stuff. It's, they they want to know you. They want to meet you. They want to know what your store is about, who you work with, why you work with them, um, which is difficult and uh, you know, it takes a long time to, to court a brand or something like that. But 
kind of how I prefer to do business, how I'm used to doing business at this point. So I really like it because there's no one, there's nobody that I work with that I don't know their name and I know a little bit about them and their families and, and their brand and what they're passionate about. So I, that that's that's a real blessing to me. And it helps you sell the clothes too, because you know, you just know that much more about, about them. Exactly. And I think you guys have done a good job of, you know, as you still have like the CDGs, the Capitals, the Visrums, you also break a lot of like smaller brands as well. You know, mm-hmm. what do you guys look for when trying to find like newer brands to add to the assortment? Yeah. Uh, like I said before, story. I, I, I just, I, I think we're all really passionate about there being something deeper than just a, a piece of clothing. Um, anybody can do that. Anyone can take a thing and see a style and source it and it's it's I mean it's work but it's not hard work what's what's interesting is when someone has a deep rich story of why they're doing something and not just doing it because they think it's a trend but I I really appreciate people that would be doing what they're doing regardless of what's what's happening in the world or what's going on with business or what what a trend's doing so that's that's the first step is we just want we want there to be a story and then you know obviously you look for like categories that you might be missing or something at the store but really when it comes down to it if, if if somebody has approached us and we think it's a good story we think it's the right time right right thing um we're open to anything yeah it's amazing and you guys have so it's such a wealth of brands that it's really you can really discover like even if you're in the fashion i, I still feel like wow like oh i never heard of this brand like i really want to look into them now yeah like i said before we i, I i've always wanted to have the uh, store that has so much to it uh, like they you know we have brands as broad as new balance or Levi's vintage clothing, but still Levi's. I mean, people, people are familiar with that brand. They've heard of that brand when they come in and that's great. And then, you know, even the more niche people know at this point, I think people know Capital, Visvum, Comme de Garcon to a certain extent. Um, but I also wanted to have for, for the guy who's even further and going like, oh, I know that stuff. I love that stuff. I've started to collect that stuff. What else is happening? I want to have those brands as well. We want to appeal to a big group of very niche people, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I discovered brands like Corridor and Orslo and it's yeah. like really amazing to like, you know, discover these new brands to kind of, you know, have something else to add to the collection. You know, yeah. one thing that I also want to talk about was something that you also talked about earlier was the YouTube, like the YouTube channel you guys have, you know, you mm-hmm. do like try-ons, you do, you know, my favorite staff picks. I really like seeing what you guys like and what you guys are feeling in yeah. the store. You know, it has to be kind of difficult to pick stuff for that, right? Like with all those brands that you talked about. Yeah, but I think I, here's here's what here this kind of goes back to the community element is that all even within our store and the guys that that I that I've hired and that we work with, um, everyone has such a vastly different style within the same store, and I, and that's what I I really find that fascinating that we'll have you know one of our guys pull something that feels super modern super fresh or super you know like it might be challenging fit wise or whatever, and then you have another guy that pulls like jeans and a t-shirt and it still feel and both feel very stylish at the end I think and I think that it, I think that's kind of it for me and like when I when I say that like my style is sort of changing is because I, I think you'll understand that like you see like you'll you'll see something in it you, you know scroll and scroll and scroll and you, whatever you're looking at and you see something or some somebody's style and you're like oh my god I've never seen something worn like that something worn with that kind of what you know it, it I feel like that's why I always I'll never pin myself into a certain style because one thing will change my mind on how what I want to look like or what I what I think everyone's going to want to look like at some point and that's what I like about those staff picks is that I like that is not to be clear that we don't guide that we don't do that based on like what we have available we do that because 
I want them to express their style. And I think I have enough faith in, 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 in the community that that's, that's what people want. They want to see people's personalities as much as they want to see a piece of clothing laid flat on the ground. You know what I mean? As, as much as that might help you make a purchase, what, what I think really gets people there is seeing how people wear it in, in the real world and, and, and what, what's inspiring or, or why somebody chose something. Because I think that's just as interesting as the garment itself. Yeah, and you guys also do this stuff like on Instagram, you know, looking at like a really great fit and then sharing some of the pieces that you guys carry in the store that kind of fits that mm -hmm. aesthetic, which is really great. And it's really good way to serve as like inspiration. Yeah, that is a, that is this thing that we do for fun. It started out for fun. And then now it's like, it is, it is incredibly time consuming, but it's again, I think it's really cool for people to give us like a style inspo thing from any celebrity, whatever it is. And we get such a broad spectrum of submissions on that. And we're almost never able to not get something close, which I, and I, I'm very proud of that as the, as the, as the collection's grown, that like, I feel like no matter what your style, we, 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 we're, we can be for you, even without being with, with, while still not being like a broad, we carry everything store. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you guys also have done like an in-house brand slash like collaborations with some of the brands mm -hmm. you guys carry, you know, you have the Orslo painter pants, which I really love, the Corridor Chambray shirt. And then I love the water bottle that you guys did with uh, Nanjin. You know, yeah. how did these collaborations come about? And, you know, how much free range do you guys have in the creation process? You know, it, it can kind of depend uh, brand to brand. Um, and, and sometimes we're not looking for just like pure outright creativity, but trying to, we feel like, like the painter pant, for example, was a piece that they did a bunch of seasons ago. We had it from, I think, I think my business partner had that pant and we loved, we had it at the store for like the very first season we opened and we didn't have that many and it sold out really quick and they never did it again. We asked them every single season, are you going to do that pant again? Are you going to do that pant again? And they just were like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think we probably just, uh, you know, burned a hole in their ear enough that they were like, uh, yeah, okay, let's, let's do it. We got enough. <laughs> we, we have the fabrics you were looking to do and we had, and we still have the design somewhere. So we'll, we'll remake it. So that was actually wasn't so much about creativity it was just like this obsession with this one pant that they had from forever nice. ago that we only had one of um and and yeah so that that was that one um the the corridor one is just because we wanted to I just felt like so many brands had so many great pieces but one thing that was missing was like just I just felt like season after season like man what I tend to go back to is I just kind of want a blue and a white oxford and like a chambray on deck at all times because they can like make the rest of your your more you know statement pieces better um, yeah. or wearing it on its own can be its own statement so we just wanted to have we wanted to have that there for people um, because we just weren't seeing it and corridor had amazing fabrics they were super down to work with us I've known Dan for a really long time now so it, it was it, that was more at like this request of something that felt kind of basic but something that I just felt like was really important to everyone's wardrobe that again it's a piece that no one could everyone my dad could have it in his wardrobe and it would make perfect sense as well as you know somebody young like you yeah, super versatile pieces. Yeah. And I love pretty much like every single one of your collaborations. It's really impressive. That, you know, what has been selling really well for you guys this year? Like, I feel like, have you guys just seen like a huge uptake in like water and like fragrances and stuff like that, like home goods? Mm. Yeah. So, so definitely water is a big one because of people are at home. And I think it's nice to have, I think I've really noticed people being more interested in like just making their space better and better as they have to be in it more than ever 
Exactly. Um, so definitely like that apothecary and our books and magazines are selling like crazy because again, I think people are just at home wishing they could be out and this is a nice way to sort of fantasize yeah. about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, sweatshirts, sweatpants, t-shirts. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that as it kind of felt like the trend before the pandemic was going to almost maybe more like tailored, um, kind of like a whiplash back to that tailoring vibe. That's definitely where it felt for me and from working with other brands, it felt like that's where things were going. And then this happened and then boom, it was, it was, you know, all, it was a lot of casual wear. Um, I've sold more cardigans this year than anything else. You know I mean? Like it's just, it's interesting to see that there's definitely more of a, an at-home trend for sure happening. And I don't unfortunately think that that's over just yet. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens when, uh, when things do start to get better, if everyone's right back at it to get back out there and put the sweatpants behind them. But I don't know, maybe it'll, maybe things will just stay casual. We'll see. Uh, I'm also interested, you know, what have been some of your favorite pieces as of late? Like, do you have anything you have your eye on in the store that you kind of want to pick up, uh, personally? Yeah, man. Um, I really love the, a new brand that we brought in called Noma. Um, they, uh, that's the fabric designer from Nepenthes that, um, it's, it's a new line for them. I really, I think their stuff is really interesting. Um, the cuts are interesting. The dyeing techniques are like dyeing things on, it's like almost like a tie dye, but then done on the reverse. So it's, it's accepting the dye in a different, very interesting, like kind of uneven way. Um, I really love, uh, they also warp the fabric. So, you know, like if you look at like a sweatshirt that has like the V up front, the, you know, classic uh, neck V, it's warped off to the side, all the, everything's sorted because, you know, because they're washing it all at once and having, mm-hmm. you know, tightening up the, 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 the sewing in a, in a loose way. So it's naturally happening. It's just a really interesting detail oriented piece that has gotten a lot of love in the store. I think it's, it's one of the more interesting things we've had come in um, in a little bit. So um i'm excited about that brand i've i got i got my on a couple more pieces but i've already started to build that collection a little bit <laughs> nice um another thing i mean kind of transitioning into the next topic i want to talk about something that we've also kind of been talking over the course of the entire episode is you know the in-store experience i think that's something that's incredibly important and i think canoe club has done a great job of building that community you know within boulder but also online you know, and we don't want to lose like stores such as like, you know, Totokayo, you know, how has that been like creating that community? Like, you know, what do you think has been instrumental in, you know, building that, you know, in Boulder and also online? Uh, I think lucky, I think we made an early decision that that was one of the most important pieces and that, that whenever you lead with storytelling, I don't think that it can not be that way and survive. Um, fashion is a lot more it's a lot more than just clothes it's it's always been to, to me personally it's always been the community um it, you know it, whether it's in store or online people people want that connection so i don't think one matters more than the other um they're 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 not mutually exclusive um you know as much as we want people to come into the store and connect that way i want to be just as available online always and i'm hoping that uh We've done a good job at that, but we're going to continue to, you know, any any new avenue that we can find to further connect with our community of guys, we're, we're going to do it. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, I guess I kind of forget the original question, but uh, the, the yeah, it, 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 it's always been important. It's going to continue to be important, um, whether it's in store or online, that we are able to, like, 
have have a discussion like we're having right now about clothes, um, because I think that's what makes the brand special is that there's discussions going on about them nonstop. I don't think that many people are having a discussion about Old Navy. Um, they're having a discussion about about Bisfum and Capital and everything because there's there, there's it's not just the clothing. The clothing's great, but it's the community that you find through it. And I think a lot of people have found that through forums or Instagram now or however else people are connecting these days. But um, it's always going to be about that first. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I feel like the store does a great job of being welcoming to newcomers into fashion. I feel like sometimes people will be intimidated to walk into certain stores because they just feel like, oh, I don't know enough or, oh, like they look at the price tag and they just feel like they can't, they don't know too much about like the background of why it's so expensive yeah. and stuff like that or why it's priced at a certain price point. But I do see like a lot of people are moving to more of a notion of uh, buy less, buy better mantra. Have you seen this take place in store and do you see guys kind of experimenting more with their style? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, the, the, I, I, I've been in this community for a long time and that's always been a, a mantra that's, that's grown and been reintroduced to people in different ways as fashion does its cyclical thing that it does. Uh, but it, yeah, more than ever, maybe right now when you sit at home and you're looking at your closet going, man, we got, I got a lot of stuff here. I want to mix it up. But I mean, it, it, again, I think that's just it. As much as I like that, that people have uniforms and all this, I think I totally think that's great. And it, there's such a romantic idea about having this, like I get up in the morning and this is my, this is my thing. This is my, um, personalities change and everyone changes. I've watched it happen with a million different guys over the years. <laughs> so yeah. so you, uh, you know, you, you, you change your style as you go. And, uh, and, and I like the idea that, that there is a community now in fashion where you can, be all in on one brand and decide, you know what, I think I'm going to start dipping my toes in a different direction. But luckily, because the 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 way this works and how big it's gotten, um, you can flip clothes and start over. And it's nice to start fresh and rethink your wardrobe. Plus, you know, style's all about discovery. So you spend a lot of time thinking this is it, I found my thing. And then, you know, the, the very next day you put on a denim jacket or something, you're like, ooh, this is, this might be my new thing. You know what I mean? And I think, right. I think that's what's fun about the, the discovery aspect is kind of number two to community with fashion is that you, the, the, the fun of it is that you're gonna find, you might find something new the, the next day. You know what I mean? I, I think that's what's always inspired me as a buyer too, is that it, it's, it's great to find something and get it and you start merchandising it and like, oh, this is a cool brand for us. And then the very, you know, next minute I'm on Instagram or, uh, you know, uh, Women's Wear Daily or whatever, just trying to find the new thing. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's an obsession. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what's exciting about fashion. It's like that pursuit mm -hmm. of like the next thing, the new thing, but also yeah. having, you know, a lot of appreciation for those older garments, which is coming mm -hmm. through through the vintage aspect. Yeah, menswear is great because there's not, I mean, it is, and I love women's, that's, that will always be a passion of mine that I follow, but it is so broad. The spectrum is so broad with women's wear and there's so many, so much nuance. The nice thing about men's is that if you've got, a handful of solid pieces you can always pretty much be in fashion as long as you wear them with some uh, finesse it's always going to look pretty cool <laughs> um and and that's the great thing you you find you find a great vintage denim jacket you find a great you know blazer a great camel hair coat great oxford you mean you you have you start to build out that element of your wardrobe and that's going to expand your 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 thinking because it's so it's just having those core pieces that you can always go back to um that's that it's it, it's easy to invest in menswear in my opinion because you, you get a handful of these like these these classic pieces and you can never go wrong you'll always be you'll always be part of the discussion if you can uh, you kind of build that layer 
that uh, base layer. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of is a great segue into the next question. You know, what are some of your favorite core brands from, you know, building your own wardrobe? Like what have been those like go-to brands for you? Yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've worked with Orslo for a really long time now, and I would never not work with them as far as I'm concerned. They, they, they make some of the best basics that in my, that are out there as much as you can, I've, I've spent, I don't know how much money on vintage 501s, vintage denim jackets, because I, I, I love them. Um, and they're always cool, but, but, you know, the problem is for every five pairs I buy one pair fits well, same thing with the denim jackets for every five you get one's got an actual, it's got a decent wash on it. Um, with Orslo, they do, they do great interpretations of 501s and 505s that just fit everybody. They just fit so well. They feel stylish. They feel vintage. They don't feel too vintage. Um, they're approachable, but still classic. It's, I, I don't think you can go wrong with any piece in that collection for the most part. Uh, I, I own almost one of every one of their core pieces. And as soon as one wears that, I'm just going to instantly replace it. If you're looking for the best gray athletic sweatshirt, that's the one. Um, if, if you're looking for a pair of 505s, you know, style jeans, that's the one. Best denim jack, best type two. Um, they're just able to take, I think, I think because he's such a fan of vintage clothing and collecting, he never abandons the things that make the vintage pieces so good um, while still being able to like fix some, I mean, you know, old type two jackets are so cool, but the vintage ones have that bat wing arm. That's just really hard to wear nowadays. And he's able to just take enough off where it still feels vintage, still has that kind of cool boxy fit, but it doesn't feel like unwearable. Right. And I'm definitely gonna be picking up some stuff from the brand moving forward. Sells out quick too. So you got to move. I know. (laughs) You said that like you've always had a love for women's wear. Do you see, you know, a good amount of women coming into the store and, you know, checking out what you guys have to offer? Definitely. And I, and I, and I'm, I'm, I try to be really careful about, t- I know I've mentioned menswear a lot just because it's more of the, the term and the style, but I, I really look at the store, especially being mostly uh, Japanese. It's pretty genderless in that it's, it's all sized pretty one, two, three, four, five. It can kind of fit anybody. We look, we're, we're looking at, at it more and more genderless as the female client grows with us um you know i think i think the type of clothes that we carry for the most part are for anybody i mean capital doesn't have a gender to it or so doesn't have a gender to it maybe the maybe the the sizing can can go one way or the other a little bit but for the most part we're we're seeing most women buying like oversized pieces anyway because that's the that's the style and as much as like an oversized women's piece can be cut to be oversized actually wearing you know a boyfriend sweatshirt or boyfriend jeans are it's different it feels it the menswear just fits really cool on women so yeah um yeah we're we're we move more and more genderless daily i would say and and when i've even seen you know when you look at analytics and stuff you start to see it just over time it maybe went from you know 90 percent men shopping at the store and i just keep seeing that that number tick up and up and up every single year we're opening open. So I, I think, you know, as we get more brands that are more accessible and more known, maybe in the, uh, the women's wear community, uh, uh, that's, that's great. But we're, we're, I don't look at it as a men's or women's store. It's just a clothing store. Yeah. And I think that leads into, uh, the, the final question I got to have for you for the podcast, you know, moving forward, you know, looking to the future, you know, what are, what's the vision store? Um, I, you know, man, I think what it comes down to is that I just, I, I want the community to grow, whatever that means. So, you know, we're, we're going to continue to have, 
we're going to continue to grow with all the brands that we've become known for. We're going to continue to find cool new brands that maybe nobody's heard of. Um, and we're going to continue to be a huge resource and community for, uh, you know, fashion fans in, in, in whatever way they need it. So, um, you know, anymore, it's hard to say because you look at how quickly times can change. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know what's tomorrow, but I know I know the core values of Canoe Club will be the same regardless of what happens. So so we'll still be, we'll still be around doing whatever we think is cool at that time. But the cool, like I said in the beginning, the cool part about fashion is that it changes. So I'm excited for it to change again. Any collaborations in the works with any of the other brands or any new brands? Yeah, man, by the time this one comes out, we, we have a really cool collaboration coming out with uh, Lady White. Oh, um, who easy. Really I love that brand. With. Mm-hmm. So we've got, we're going to have a, I don't know if it will be, a, it should probably be out by the time this comes out, but um, if it's not, then your listeners know first, it's uh it's like a, it's a t-shirt, two t-shirts and a sweatshirt all dyed to look like the oxidation process of, of indigo. So it's got that cool, like kind of jade green color, really uneven. We worked with them for a, quite a while to get the color like just right. Um, so it's a cool couple of cool vintage pieces, couple of cool modern pieces that we kind of pulled in stuff from, but I think the color turned out really cool. Um, and yeah, so we're really excited about that one. And then we've got some more, we should have a, we should have another like cool merch drop uh, end of, end of year. So got a couple of things going on. And we got some cool stuff coming for next year that I'll, I'll keep under behind the curtain, but yeah. So we've got, we've got a lot of cool things happening. Very nice. And I know you guys went hard for Black Friday and like Thanksgiving. Do you guys have any big sales coming up for Christmas? Yeah, again, I think actually by the time this comes out, we'll have initial sales. So a lot of the, you know, a lot of brands we mentioned here will be on sale at that point, kind of that initial run of seasonal sale um, as we start to make room for uh, January, February new deliveries. So yeah, definitely if you're a sales shopper, keep your eyes out for uh, this time of year. And then and then if you're into all the new drops and everything, we, will, we should be seeing those in the next month or so. So we've got a bunch of cool new brands coming for this season too. Oh yeah. If you're looking for something for, as gifts or you're looking for something for yourself. I mean, great place to great place to check out. And you know, it'll be linked in the podcast description for everyone to check out all the brands that we talked about. Uh, obviously the store in general, you know, where can the people find you at? Um, I'm on Instagram, it's Timothy Grendel, but unless you're looking to see pictures of my daughter, it's not that interesting. Um, that one's for the fam. The uh, I mean, I would follow us on YouTube, Instagram's great. We're on style forum where hit us in the emails. If you need our, if you need our cell phone numbers, just text. I mean, just email us. We'll, we like to text. We got text chains going with customers all the time. Uh, and we're gonna, if, if you have any suggestions on how to connect more and be more involved in the community, you let us know, but we're, we're, we're as out there as we can be. So it should be hard to find us. Oh yeah. And as I said, everything will be in the podcast description for you guys to check out. I definitely suggest checking out the YouTube channel. Cause you'll see try ons of like capital and, you'll see the staff picks and they really showcase like really great ways to style their pieces that they offer at the store so would definitely recommend checking out the youtube channel thank you again for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it it's really cool and uh it's kind of funny to find out that we're both from from indiana yeah yeah you don't meet too many of them yeah (laughs) well cool man appreciate you having me on man it was really fun talking to you it was great having you i hope you enjoyed this week's guest interview if you enjoy the content in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media to stay updated on all new podcast episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at The Fashion Collector Podcast. You can follow my personal account at AlexWalkerPH. You can follow us on Twitter at TFC underscore pod. 
And to get full access to all of our podcast episodes, private playlists, live streams and videos, and much more, you can sign up to be a patron on our Patreon page. For only $5 a month, you get full access to all of our exclusive content. The link to sign up for our Patreon page will be linked below. And with that being said, I'll catch you all next week. Thank you.